The Dead Set Legends are up in a sec. And it'll be worth the wait. You don't have to wait for the Toyota Kluger. It's in stock now at Newtown Toyota East Big Park. Mick, I'll come to you straight mm. away. The expert amongst the three of us in terms of um, giving away actually, 50s well, and, and free actually having And actually having watched the game. <laughs> Well, hang on. <laughs> Let's not pull the curtain down on us that quickly. Uh, uh, no, I did. We, we, Britt and I did, of course, watch the game yeah. very closely. But uh, Mick, uh, 50 metres. What do we make of this final siren? Oh, look, again, drawing on the old mentor, Ross Lyon, we, we can't get caught up on one decision. We or can, one, though, when it's happening at the end in the margins, no. what it was. I don't, I don't, we will, and we, we, we get so caught up in this one moment at the end of the day, Richmond were up by 30 points, though. Yeah. Brit. Mm-hmm. They were up by 30 points, had the game shot to bits, and, and Sydney just hung in and hung in and came and clawed. Richmond had multiple opportunities to put that game to bed. So to to sit there as a Richmond fan this morning and, and begrudge and bemoan that last decision, um, you, you can to an extent, but not 100% of your effort and intensity should go into that. And you should understand there were so many opportunities for that club to win that game rather than the that uh, non-decision at the end. And that was basically what Damien Hardwick had said last night, mm. but then this morning... <laughs> he's on tw- do you even know he's Twitter. on Twitter? Well, this Are we is sure it's him? Now, there's no blue tick, so do we take mm. it seriously but if it, there's but no But it blue is tick? followed by a lot of people that I follow. And basically he said, common like Jared sense... Like and them followed this account, so you assume it is. Yeah. He said, common sense, sorry, what? And he's uploaded a GIF. Just do you know what's gift. happened? Hey, the, 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 gift, the gift's a dog. Would you say it's like a staffy mixed breed or something? Yeah, mixed breed. It's a mixed breed what, of something. what's it doing? Like, what's it's this? tilting its head like confused. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do, do you, you know, know what's happened right? with yeah. Damien <laughs> Hardwick, Save. I'll take you right in behind what's happening with Damien Hardwick. After the game, he's made the comment, and he was in the moment thinking, okay, we had an opportunity to win the game. He's gone home. He couldn't sleep. As mm-hmm. a coach, he's coded the game straight away. So he's mm-hmm. gone home, and by coded, I mean he's reviewed the game on his computer. He's gone through all the Just like you instances. Do. Yep. And he got to the end, and he was at the end of his tether. The resilience two, piece two had gone. Two bottles of red wine gone, <laughs> too. Gone, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not was happy about merry. this. He was a bit jolly, and he said, you know what? A great way and a great place to, to vent, obviously, as a senior coach in the AFL, is on Twitter. So there mm. he is. Yeah. He goes bang. <laughs> and that happens all the time. <laughs> hey, we do need to quickly touch on Lance Franklin, mm. the star of the mm. show last night too. Now, kick five goals, but uh, he's going to have a busy week, I think, of course, this incident. You can see Koch and stops his run, got him accidentally in the head. One push there and then couldn't quite see the contact, but no damage open, to under Open hand, Koch and, yeah. Doesn't make it okay, but... Head contact, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, head contact. So, uh, Brittany... Mm. Well, the first time I saw it, I thought, he's gone. Yeah. He's absolutely mm. gone. You look at it a few different angles, and you think, you know, was it open palm? The second one, you can't really tell what's going on. Uh, what do you think, Mick? Well, I think uh, Trent Cotchin played it up a oh, fair bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he played it up a fair bit. There's a bit of WWE stuff. I reckon Bud and Cotchin have gone at it before. Mm. If from memory, I reckon there might be a little bit of... Uh, I reckon I'd back Buddy in that situation. Buddy yep. used to win the boxing at. Um, I can imagine. No, he used to use a double punch. I've never seen it before. Gloves on. He used to punch your both arms at the same what? time. And just box your head in. <laughs> you could, you had to, I never got in the. That's like you ever on the receiving end of so that. So big. No, no, no. Did, I, was, did, I was in the lightweight. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how do they how do they pair because back in my Fremantle days, early days, uh, Aaron Sandlands was the one you wanted to avoid because yeah, of he's, course, uh, yeah, eight foot and wingspan. And he always got paired up with Kepler Bradley. And it was, oh, it was oh, hilarious. Oh. Poor old Kepler. Would, like, you'd go to these Friday Arvo boxing sessions, and, oh, all right, pair up. Mm. And he, his heart would just sink. They can't be... do it anymore, can they? Because they're <laughs> yeah, knocking each other yeah, out. Yeah, the, the Hawthorne case last year. But yeah. uh, there was something that, something that happened. I'm not sure what it was. But, yeah, someone um, got injured and then so couldn't Mi- play that week. So Mitch Lewis got That's concussed. Right, concussed. And, hey, you wouldn't believe it. Mitch Lewis since then has become a 
Pretty good player. player. He's a good player. <laughs> Might knock some sense into him. No, he, he exactly. is a very good player. At West Coast, I used to try and team up with Andrew Gaff. Worst boxer <laughs> in history. That's why I have no doubt he didn't mean to punch Andy Brayshaw because he's the worst I'd ever seen in my life. But right, who do you want to fight today? I was like, Gaffy, come here, mate. I'll belt you because I couldn't do it either. I couldn't fight, but Gaffy couldn't either. So uh, that's why I'd pick uh, Andrew Gaff at the West Coast. And unfortunately for buddy Andy Brayshaw, yeah, landed one. Tonight from 5.20, the Western Bulldogs v. the West Coast Eagles. We're going to go inside the Western Bulldogs camp right now and speak to Hawthorne Premiership player and our forward line coach at the Doggies, Matty Spanger. Good morning. Morning. Thanks, guys. Mate, uh, firstly, welcome back to WA. You spent uh, a long period of time over here. Now, I was just saying off air to uh, to Brittany, you had the golden touch, didn't you? West Coast Premiership, Sydney Premiership, Hawthorne Premierships, and then you won yourself a Premiership. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be involved and uh, front row seat. <coughs> Excuse me. To um, What did you do last night? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's just teeing up to be very uh, self-complimentary here. Go on, Spang, ready? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to give myself a big re-ground of applause. No, honestly, <laughs> I, I was just, I'm walking through the city. It's actually I mean, it's a beautiful morning, and uh, yeah. I've copped a bit of pollen in the throat. I just <laughs> 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 Nothing to do with the drinks with Xavier Ellis last night. <laughs> no, nah, nothing like that. Uh, Spang, mate, big game tonight. You're travelling West Coast to Undermanned and... Uh, Look, they've been the easy beats at the moment, but you're still coming over to WA. You've still got a few outs yourself and a few ins, of course. Uh, big, big night for the doggies, not to uh, bank the four points too early as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think um, I think for us, I mean, we have, didn't start the year as well as we would have liked. Obviously, you know, with our, with our regular, we're starting to get the ledger back in our favour now. So we can't afford to take any games lightly, even if, you know, as you said, the Eagles aren't travelling as well as they would like to be. But um, they have still played some good quarters of footy a few weeks ago against Melbourne, they put at least a good couple of quarters together there. So they've certainly got the capabilities to, to cause an upset if we weren't switched on. Hey, Spang, take us behind the curtain. You're relatively young into your coaching journey and uh, what a mentor to get there. The fearsome to the eye, from the outside looking in, Luke Beveridge, he looks like an absolute weapon and you're, you're getting a first-hand look behind the curtain. What, what is he actually like to work under? Oh, he's terrific. I mean, I'm lucky mm. enough that I've Worked under him as a player. He was uh, mm. my line coach at the Hawks, and um, and that passion that he brings, that uh, where he'll do anything for his, his playing group, comes yeah. across to his to everyone in the organisation. I think that's why everyone loves working with and for him. So um, like we know that he'll go he'll go to bat for us in any instance. So you know we will do the same for him, and, and we'll work that way. Like it's a it's a really good environment to to for me to grow my my own craft mm. in coaching, but it's also a really good environment for players. Spang, you're a, a very, very level-headed uh, guy, the, the voice of wisdom, I would say, at times. Um, yeah. Have you ever had to you know, put the foot down on a forward yet, or are you still, are you still pretty level-headed? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually pretty... I like to think I'm okay, actually. I, um, Dave, we played in a time we grew up where we probably had a few coaches who were a bit old school and mm. would throw some, uh, some interesting comments out way, and I just <laughs> never really resonated with me. So, based on my learnings as a player, I was not going to throw that. Throw that on 20, but I don't really see the benefit of that sort of stuff. And Bevo's, I asked you last night, but Bevo's a, a really level-headed guy, and it's unusual to to hear the coaches, but he said, he said last night, super level-headed and composed. Well, I suppose I'm comparing that to uh, maybe to Clarko. Clarko, yeah. where, he wanted, where he wanted to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and even playing under under John Longmire, you might see some footage of Force, um, you know, his booming voice yelling in a coach's box. Mm. So, but compared to those two, um, yeah, Bebo is um, incredibly composed. Everyone, you know, players are insane. Like you get frustrated on the field and you give direct feedback when you need to because you just don't have the time to 
necessarily sit down and, and process it in a in a nice, quiet, polite way all the time. But um, but no, in terms of uh, in terms of in the box, mate, he's, he's really good, Billy. Now onto your own career. Zave was just talking off air about the reverse program. Can you tell us more about this? <laughs> well, um, Zave and I actually unfortunately spent a lot of time in in rehab as injured players, and I think we'd we'd done our due diligence for you know seven eight years, and and we weren't getting any better. So I think one 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 uh, period of time we're just like stuff it. We've been doing everything we've been told to do, and we keep tearing our hamstrings or calves respectively. Let's just go to the pub one night and um, <laughs> a few beers when we realistically shouldn't have. And then um, I think we're both back in like immediate time and playing well within like two weeks. So yeah. we're a running joke, but the reverse program got us back playing footy. You never look back, Spang. But uh, I want to talk to you. You're a cult figure wherever you go, wherever you've been, uh, but most um, significantly at Hawthorne. Cult figure in that uh, premiership period. What about Bailey Smith? So any oh, advice, yeah. words of advice? I oh, know there's probably Matt Spanger level, which is up through the up sky. through the clouds. And Bailey Smith is kind of just on the way, probably halfway to where you got to. Any words of advice for the young man that's up and coming in that cult hero space? Oh, it's really hard for me to offer advice when, you know, <laughs> the, the, the fans that uh, I was lucky enough to have were more, they almost seemed like uh, teenage boys who just love screaming my surname from like the <laughs> versus Bailey Smith, who's, you know, genuine like proposals of marriage and stuff like that. It's a little bit different. Um, no, but Baz is a. I mean, given everything, he's a young person clearly who's uh, who's had a lot thrown at him. Um, he handles it pretty well. I uh, mm. I know. Um, I don't really know how much uh, how players go with that. I mean, he kind of reminds me in similar ways, like just how nonchalant he is about it. The way Nick Nat was when he first when he first came to the club, the Eagles, where you know he was already the biggest thing before playing a game. He, mm. Again, I was always super impressed with their maturity when they'd go out, not to get uh, overawed by you know, the amount of people that were coming up and asking for photos and things like that. So it's a credit to those young players to, to deal with all that. Mate, it was interesting. Britt Taylor's actually said to me a couple of times that I look a bit like Bailey Smith. But um, <laughs> Spang, we'll let you wander the city, mate. Uh, have a great morning. Look forward to uh, seeing you out on the field tonight, kicking the footy with the forwards, and uh, all the best. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate having me on. Western Bulldogs, a forwards coach, and of course, Hawthorne Premiership player, Matty Spanger. But during the week, Britt, mm. you weren't about the footy. No, I have been on the Gold switched Coast. off. I've been on the Gold Coast for the Magic Millions broodmare sale. Because I turned the races on, Mick, on uh, during mm. the week, and I heard two voices. And yep. one was not Two mine. men. Mm. And that surprised yeah. me because you've got the dynamic duo, yourself mm. and Scott. Mm-hmm. And you're on the Gold Coast yes. drinking Ooh. champagne. <laughs> I was uh, doing a little bit of work over there. Oh, Gold Coast or Hawaii, wherever you <laughs> want to take this music. <laughs> uh, doing the interviews for Magic Millions with the sort of buyers and the vendors of these yeah. horses. I cannot begin to tell you how much money there mm. was floating around mm. the auditorium. It was just insane. So did any of the horses that were meant to be up, did, did they all pretty much sell? Yes, the, so the, clearance, was... the clearance rate was huge, and we are talking multiple, multiple lots, heaps over a million dollars. Now, Mick, it's a different. Yeah. It's a world we don't live in. It's a different. Well, I've been to where Britt is talking about out in the Gold Coast. Uh, a good mate of mine. We're not talking about strip in, clubs, Mick. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> he's tied up in the strip game, Hollywood. but also the horse game. <laughs> in the horse game, and you, you can't walk. You walk around those places with your hands firmly yes. in your pockets as and, hard and as sweating you can. that you don't get yeah. a, a twitch. <laughs> Or something. But honestly, you get so worried if you need to like scratch your yeah, brow or like 
like put yeah. your hand up because you do mm. not want to have something all of a sudden and, be bidding but, on something. But hey, Britt, they, they fill them up on the tables, don't they? Oh. They, 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 they the, the people with the money, they sit them at the tables and they make sure the, the beers are flowing, the wines are flowing, and uh, some may get a bit jolly and overspend at times. Was Did that happen at all during the week? Are you oh, aware? I would think that there would be, yeah. have to be plenty of that with the money that was floating around. And then often mm. it becomes a little bit of an ego contest across the room between big parties when it's getting up and no one wants to get beaten, so yeah. it's just going higher. It's a higher swinging contest. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit of that. Now, Brittany, I want to ask you about this horse. And aim is over on the inside. Lady Bam just in front, but here's away game. And away game has opened up in the millions. Stella Paul. Wisdom of Water, Conceited, Laters, Rathlin, but Away Game's in front, and Away Game is brilliant, won the million points. Away Game stole the show. Away Game was one of the highlight lots. Everyone was really looking forward to see what she would sell for. She's obviously a Magic Millions winner, as you heard uh, in that audio there, but... I was interviewing Hannah Matheson, who is her owner. Now, Hannah, I reckon, would be 25, maybe. 25-year-old. Very young. A sole owner? Uh, I think there might be a group. I think it's a yeah, family. Okay. Yep. Uh, but she's the, the managing owner. And so I grabbed her just before away game was going into the ring. I said, how are you feeling? And she said, oh, you know, she's American. She said, the nerves are just starting to kick in. But she's, you know, been so good to us. She's won just shy of $4 million on the track. So whatever she's making today will be a bonus. Yep. Anyway, she goes, she, goes, she goes into the ring. A 25-year-old woman is standing there with her future before her, and this is what away game sells for. For four million dollars. What? Inside, four million. Thank you. Thank you, outside. Thank you, under Four million. I got nervous scratching my head then. I was like, hang on. Don't hit me with the four million, Bill. Four million. The horse has already won nearly four million on the track and then add another yeah. four million there. Life is absolutely mm. set. So four million prize money, four million sale yeah. prize. And away game will go around for the new connections today uh, yeah. in the group one at Eagle Farm. So uh, what is the plan for well, yeah. away game? So you've... you've Page of form. Me, me and Mick have gone two mil each. We're like, right, let's do it. Yeah, We're keen on this horse. In terms of footy, like, what are, is it a so 26, 26, in the four, prime? It's four right years in the prime. Old. Okay, yeah, four prime. years old. We're she'll, she'll have another two or three starts and then she'll go to stud. So this sale is all about mm-hmm. sending them to stud. So a yep. lot of people sort of trade. So Natoya, someone bought last year for 900000 They put her in foal and they turned her over for one3 Quick, right. easy $400,000 profit in a year. Okay. Just and, as easy and as that, guys. went for 3.1. And he's racing still. Yeah, it's just <clears> insane, honestly, yeah. the, the amount of money spend? that was going for. No, we we definitely uh, kept just, hands, she, in, the hands in the pocket. She spent up at all the nice restaurants around Broadbeach, your moo-moos, your what else did you say? Moo-moos? And... Oh, the restaurants were next. Aloha. Level. But let me say, I didn't put my hand in my pocket. Do we need to say good morning to anyone down in Amelia Park, Brittany? Oh, <laughs> we have to say a very big thank you to them because their hospitality was us. Yes. <laughs> no, I'd love to hear that. We should get up there. We should do a Triple M Magic Millions oh, week on yes. the coast or something. Dead Set Legends on the coast having the time of our life. Mick and I will buy the horses. Yeah. Imagine if we accidentally bought a $4 million horse. <laughs> I'd have to work the corner for the rest of my life. <laughs> anyway. He'll load up, and there he goes. This will be the game. It's time for Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Here we go. Yes, here we go. Game of Games where Zave and Mickey are put up against each other. I give them five names of random, AFL players. Random, players. Random, just pull them out of nowhere, and you need to guess how many AFL games they have played. Now, can you look me in the eye? When I was off stealing merch from the cupboard just then, you didn't give Mick a heads up on anything? I cannot confirm or deny anything without my lawyer present. Well, 
No, we didn't. No. And, okay. uh, it's a fair I game. Reckon right. Zave's the type of bloke. He's that insecure that he would have recorded our conversation and left his phone in there anyway. So he'll listen to it back later and you'll get a rude shock that and we were I, just bad-mouthing him. I did realise I've had this on my desk maybe when he was walking behind me. He was having oh, a little sneaky, yes. like you do in school, just have a little look at someone else's <laughs> yeah. notes. All right, let's see who you are playing for. Natasha, good morning. Good morning. Who do you support in the footy? Um, Hawthorne. Okay, so that might be a little leaning onto who you might pick. Who would you like to play for you, Zave or Mickey? Can I, I Zave you, please? Oh, Natasha, gee whiz. I've fallen in love instantly. Perfect. <laughs> Ryan, that means you're left with Mickey. How do you feel about that? Oh, perfect. What a legend. <laughs> oh, no, Ryan, that, that's a boy. That a boy. All right. Right. Right, let's rock and roll. Okay, first one. Melbourne wingman and former fitness coach for the Scud, Mark Philippoussis, Todd Viney. Todd Viney. Wow. Um, Mick, do you want to go first? Would you like oh. me to go first? Uh, you're the reigning champ, so okay. you will go first. So Toddy Viney uh, spent some time at Hawthorne with Todd before he went back to the D's. Um, okay. Natasha, no I think I'm going to go a good-looking rooster, Toddy <laughs> Viney, too, back in the day. Wow, we. He did have a little bit of time off footy whilst he did go on, uh, on tour with the Scud. Natasha, would you be happy for me to say 234 games? I'm good with whatever you choose. Thanks, mate. 234. Now, 234. Hey, hey, Ryan, I wrote down as Dave went on a long monologue about Todd Viney, uh, 231 games. So I've gone with 231, and it's written Perfect. down there, Zave, for Oof. you to actually see. Right. All, right. All, all I can see is a bit of paper. I can't actually see Mick in his camouflage this morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing all green. Yes, okay. but I playing at home. This is very tight. Mickey's locked in 231. Zave has looked in, locked in 234. The correct answer, 233. Get out of it. That is unbelievable. He has definitely looked at my notes no, and just I'm, thought, I'm, no, we, you know when you see a friend's Ted, material and you go, just need to change it slightly? Ted, He's gone one Ted more. and Albie's. Uh, I'm on Ted okay. and Albie. That was just a – Natasha, we're away, mate. We're All right. away. Okay. Woo. Number two. I think I we're downplaying how impressive that was. That was, that was really <laughs> impressive, guys. <laughs> <That was> unbelievable. <laughs> Footscray midfield a legend, tongue-tied favourite of the footy show and one-time candidate for the Palmer United party. Doug Hawkins. Slick, you're away. Well, uh, Doug Hawkins played a lot of footy. He went to Fitzroy for a little bit at the end. He's a, he's a legend out in Bacchus Marsh. Uh, he played a lot of footy, 300 plus. He mm-hmm. played 315 games. 315, 315. games. Zave? Uh, Michael, I'm going to go. I know he's over 300. He's done a couple of sportsmen I've been to. I reckon I'm, I'm going to land on your, your 320s. 320 for me, please. 320. Natasha, we're away. Okay, Mickey's locked in 315. Zave has locked in 320. Team Zave. 329. (laughs) Don't worry, Ryan. We're coming from behind. It didn't happen last week, but we're going to have another crack this week. Natasha, mate, uh, you're off. Where where, where are the tickets to? Um, Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World, mate. One away. We may as well lock that in, I think. Hey, yeah. don't go the early crow. <laughs> I have faith Mickey can bounce back here. I don't. And you'll have to no, do it by don't. answering. Player at St Kilda and Carlton. Mark of the Year winner in 1999 over oh. the top of a Bombers player. They man they call Skinny. Matthew Lappin. Skinny oh, Lappin. Now, he's now an assistant coach at the Southport Sharks here in Queensland. Uh, was head of the development program when I was at the Gold Coast. Had a bad leg injury at one stage, yeah. a really bad knee um, or broken leg or something. Yeah, Matty Lappin. Again, he played. He was great to watch, Matty Lappin. Long sleeves a lot of the time. Skilled. We're going to go with uh, 202 games for Skinny. Yeah, I'm going to go north of that, Mick. I'm going to have to go with a 215 for Skinny. 215 for Skinny. Lock it in, please. All right. 
Mickey's locked in 202. Zave has locked in 215. Is it a clean sweep? Team Zave wins. Natasha, mate, that's what I do for Hawthorne supporters. I lift over here. Usually I don't really care about the segment, but I thought I'm going to make your day today. 251 was the correct answer. Wow. Yep. Quite a lot right of footy. Lot well done, uh, Ryan, Ryan yeah. I have to apologise. I do have to apologise. Oh, Sorry, mate. Bad luck, oh, Rhino. Um, just, you've got Mick, and that's unfortunately how the, the cookie crumbles in and some people's lives. You don't get me. And Natasha's off to um, Jurassic World. But, Natasha, what are you doing uh, tonight? Because Hawthorne need a Ruckman. How tall are you? Yeah. You might get a gig as a oh, Hawthorne I'm, Ruckman tonight. I'm not tonight. tall at all. Oh, you still okay. get a gig. I'm you're very short. <laughs> You'll still get a go. Yeah, it's pretty last two. Okay, Stephen Motlop. Stephen Motlop, uh, Port Adelaide, and, of course, Geelong. I think he played 200 last week or so. Yeah. 200. Yep. 202. Oh, well done, Mickey. Would have got it. Ah, <laughs> oh, slick. 213. 213. Oh, good. good. Um, and uh, Jay Van Burlo. A former teammate of mine. One of the great West Jay. <sighs> you go first, Dave. Oh, I'll go with something like four. <laughs> <laughs> he would have played uh, 63. Oh, right. 32. Oh. I oh. still get it. <laughs> he was the one person. And I, we'll, Sorry, Jay. Time, that was a, I did, of course, his brother was a star. Yeah, yeah Ross Lyon uh, got up and, and after he delisted Jay Van Burlo. It's the only person he's ever said that he, he felt genuinely bad delisting because he goes, most players you know, don't do everything they can. They mm. live limitations in, in what, what they've done in their career. So Jay Van Burlo got every ounce out of himself yeah. for 32 games. So a big shout out to Jay this morning. Good stuff. We Good had morning, one of those, big too. Um, Sam Menegola in his first year. Andrew Russell, the guru fitness uh, coach who premierships at Port, Essendon, mm. uh, Hawthorne now at Carlton. Stood up and you know more people need to be like you, Sam. And <laughs> Sam, you're the man. Because he used to train so hard and extras and everything. Then a week later he asked for a trade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those with the touch choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. All right, time to make some money. Things didn't quite go to plan last week, so we're ready to bounce back, and uh, I have two from Belmont today. Okay. Race number two we're going to, first of all, and we're going to try and make a bit of money here with number three, the Velvet Queen. She's had two starts uh, this campaign, and he's just got way too far back. Mm Mm-hmm. Flew home, but yep. uh, can settle closer today from barrier one. So the Velvet Queen should be winning race number two. Velvet and, Queen is it? A, is it a in and out job or not yet? Uh, should be going pretty close. Okay. Oh, there she goes. That's a, and that's then the of we're going to the feature of the day. It's the Velma. Doesn't go off ahead like me. No, no she, I'm she not was stupid. <laughs> that look, I haven't seen that look ever though. That, I, like, I, I can't. There were two things I don't like. I don't like just wins. I don't like the word moral. Yeah. I don't like to. Be declaring things. Okay. We have to have an element of caution, people. Yep. Okay, it's into the feature. The Belmont Sprint, race number nine. It's a 10-race program out there. It's a long day. Oh, uh, bad luck, mate. Number two, Valor Road. This horse, I thought, ran really well first up. Uh, he walked into the yard like he owned the place. Mm. And looks like 1,400 metres will very much suit. Is it uh, $4.80? We'll use the super pick on that. So we'll uh, have uh, $25 on each of those. Valor Road, of course, um, a fantastic horse. And I know a couple yes. of the owners, so I wish them all Absolutely. the very best. Now, Mick, mm. do you want a moral? I, I, I'm looking at you. Do you want a moral? The, your hand's going crazy. Because this again. just the wins. Pointer. Oh, my God. The pointer is this up. It's a wins. guarantee for it not to win. Have a look at the finger getting a bit wobbly. <laughs> it's swirling. Oh, it's swirling. a magnet to the phone. Where's it going to land? Bing. $2.96 here. 
All right, these players just to score 100 fantasy points, okay? So we're going to need a bit of... Oh, just, go to the fantasy. Yeah, yeah, fantasy no missionary here today. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> fancy stuff going on here. Right, we're going to go Jared Lyons to get 100 points. We're going to go Cam Guthrie to get 100 points. And we're going to go Andy Brayshaw to get 100 points in fantasy. $2.96. Uh, you know what you in. do? Put in, take Put out. In, and then you take it back out with a bit of interest. All the very best. And, of course, gamble responsible. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. Right now, it just says on my bit of paper. Um, hand it to Mickey. Hand it to Mickey. So I'm just going to hand it to you, Mick, and uh, go do some ironing. Uh, yeah, I've seen the ironing. And how is that coming along? No, I, I need to get back to it in about a minute yeah. or two. Not well. He's done one like, shoulder and the rest yeah, is still crinkled. I, I want to keep you involved here for a little okay, bit, uh, Xavier Ellis. But uh, during the week, uh, only yesterday, actually, there was, there was a shock retirement uh, in the world of the AFL. A, a really good career. A premiership bulldog has hung up the boots. And uh, one of the great men in football he is. And... He had a really good farewell message. I won't speak for too long because I know that someone will have put together a pretty good highlights package of me. <laughs> um, and I'm conscious you might want to watch it twice, so we'll make sure there's heaps of time for that. If, you, if, if anyone's been paying attention, I don't know if anyone has, but if you have been paying attention to Wadey's medical reports, I'm the first player to actually officially retire from a finger injury. So uh, Jordan Ruff had a great career yeah. and uh, uh, what he spoke about there at the start was his highlight package. He was tongue-in-cheek saying yes. there's probably not a huge amount of highlights. Xavier Ellis, our very own Xavier Ellis, Britt. You managed yesterday. to find a few, didn't you? Yeah, what did you do, Zav? No, oh, I just found it a little bit easy to grab Jared Ruffhead's highlights <laughs> <laughs> and just play them over and over. <laughs> so, so you're being a bit uh, a bit pessimistic with a great career of Jordan Ruffhead, but a very good joke. He's, uh, he rucked when they, they were desperate for a mm. ruck winning that uh, grand final, and he was a... Uh, he was a toiler, but gee, toiled yep. hard. Yep, toiled hard and uh, retired off the back of a finger injury, which whilst I was thinking about listening to the footy last week and watching Collingwood dismantle the Dockers and this Medi sub business, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Uh, this happened with the Collingwood Football Club. Mason Cox subbed out of the game with a finger injury. Just saw it on the Harvey Norman. Uh, went for the tap and it just looked like it bent back the finger. So it yep. could be a nasty one for the big fella. So a little finger just bent back, and Lockie Reed, come on, pull your head out of you know where because the little finger looked nasty, mate. It looked nasty. It's a little finger injury. It's like the fingernail's yeah. just gone, gone backwards. A and finger. As I as I say that, Brit's like, oh, no, that's a tough one. I, that I one. only <laughs> say that with the finger because I have hurt my finger before. A horse has sort of bent it back, and for eighteen months it continued to hurt. So I'm feeling a little bit sympathetic yeah. for these. Uh, well, that's, that's Brit's where I want to go with, with a bent back finger. <laughs> that's that's where I want to go with this, Brit. You've just uh, exposed yourself to being really soft. The missing eighteen months <laughs> with a, a bent back finger. I want to talk any stories we've got around. Uh, you know, really. Small injuries which people have you know, blown out of proportion. I've got one from my playing days. Uh, actually, this is off the back of during the week. Yeah. Thirty-two week uh, pregnant fiance at the moment. How, who, many, weeks? how many weeks? Thirty-two. It's flying. I thought he said forty-two. Then I was like, Jesus, <laughs> must overdue. Be... <laughs> Tell you what, this morning it felt like it was forty-two. Cause thirty-two, mate. You're we, about to be a dad. Well, we went. We went for a coffee this morning, Riley and I. Yeah. And uh, so went for a coffee, sat down. You know, it was good morning. Everyone's ha- having a good time. And yeah. I walked, we're walking back to the car and Riley goes to me, sometimes I just want to grab your phone and I want to throw it away. Yep. But as it's, as I'm throwing it away, I want it to hit you in the head. So, <laughs> right. it's so right. just accidentally just knock you out with a phone. We so feel Ro- the same way as Riley regularly. Mm. Have you so heard Ro- of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? <laughs> yeah. So that's happening, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Riley's really uh, getting grumpy 32 weeks in. But, but where I want to go with this, I got the hooping cough jab during the week, Zach. Yeah. Yes. I got the hooping Look cough. I've got a baby on the way. You've got to do that. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, this was on Tuesday. And genuinely, <laughs> I'm lucky not to have my arm in a sling still. Oh. It, it, is, oh. it is so sore. 
Mate, everyone complains of the old sore arm from a needle. Have, have you heard of Chris Mayne? Yeah, the, the Chris Mayne story I want to go on to, to now. And Chris Mayne, I, I want to preface this with saying Chris Mayne was tough. He was he was genuinely tough on the footy field. He he uh, would rather go off in a hospital, uh, in an ambulance, I, I should say, to hospital than come up on a Monday morning for doing something that wasn't tough. So, yep. But Monday to Friday, Chris Mayne wasn't that tough. He was in doing a gym session one day and doing yeah. some doing some shoulder press or whatever he was doing, and he's just gone. Oh, he did one shoulder press and ran into the physio room and uh, pranced through and opened the door and I, boily, 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 got a really sore arm. I think I twinged it doing shoulder press. And Jeff Boyle, uh, the physio, just goes, touches him on a spot. And he goes, "Is it sore there?" And Manny goes, "Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there, right there." He goes. Where you would have got the flu jab, oh. <laughs> and his face just dropped. Poor old Chris Mayne, who is tough as nails, but not when it comes to the flu jab. Yes, uh, a Mick, jab is a lot uh, more mild than the finger bent back. I'm yeah, just, I, I, you're softer I, for complaining about a whooping cough vaccine. Yeah, one that absolutely crippled me, Mick. Mm. The ingrown toenail, oh, oh. Yeah. like absolutely yeah. crippled me. And one night we had, had to wait until we um, until we got to a buy round to have it taken out. So they numbed it up and took oh. it out and then I went to revolve it till about 6 a.m. in the morning and uh, the, the, the toe was sore in the morning. I've got one more really quick one. A, a young Victorian came over to WA, early draft pick, Jaden Pitt, came over and their first weekend in town, the first weekend in yeah. town, uh, they get a bit carried away, these young boys. They think, oh, let's go to the beach all weekend. Mm-hmm. So he missed training on the Monday, Britt. Monday morning training, he couldn't train because he had sunburnt feet. What? <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of aloe vera and you're on your way. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't don't underestimate the sunburned foot. If you've ever ridden a bike in thongs, that stuff can get you. What? If you have oh. thongs on and you're riding a pushy, you'll get sunburned feet. I guarantee you. Hey, I've, I've just got a text. Sorry, I should say uh, we're not 32 weeks. We're actually 30 weeks. Oh my God. I've got two more weeks up my sleeve. <laughs> oh, oh, Mick, I can't useless. wait to see you be a dad, mate. You're going to be a very good dad, but uh, I can't wait for you to come in and just Same. be like, oh, these things are going on at home that are unusual. <laughs> Uh, anyway, mate, uh, I didn't mind that little segment. I like uh, it. No, not Britain, bad. Hey. Yeah, A plus. Well done. A plus. Oh, well, Brit, you, thanks, Brit. We did take the Mickey out of you there for a while for having the bent back finger. For Which, 18 no, months. just because it, it was sore didn't mean that I didn't uh, keep on counting Soldier on. on. Didn't, uh, what about when you're holding the reins? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah. It, and every time anything moves, it hurts it. Mm, she's your brave Brit. I know. You are, hey. It was a Poor tough age. 18 months, but I got through. It was a tough 18 months, it was. Mm. Mm. I remember that 18 months. I'm tough. Guys, do you like tennis? Yes. Sleep mm. being on tennis. You good yep. at tennis, Mick? No, no good. No. All, uh, I'm a bit slow. Side Brit. to side. Uh, uh, What's your game style? Serve volley? Yeah, Serve volley, get to the net. Yeah. yeah. No, nice. Well, we've Do you got know what that two... means, Britt? Yeah. yeah, got yeah. it. Got it all sorted. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got two tennis uh, Australians. There's two tennis players who are Australians who have... Um, I'm into been... this. I'm into the off-court. Yeah, uh, they've been a little bit difficult mm. over their journey, and some mm. people love one of them. I don't know anyone that loves the other one of them, but they're both unpopular. No they're, one likes a lot either. Of people. Oh, okay. Wow. Hey, Brittany Taylor. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're talking about, of course, Nick Kyrgios. Mm-hmm. And Bernard Tomic. Now, Bernard Tomic uh, has been um, not really on our screens now for a year and a half, two years. Uh, and he's challenged Nick Kyrgios in involving millions of dollars. And um, we'll have a listen of it to our dear mate, uh, Bernie. First things first, let's set the record straight here. Our current score is 1-0. I'll beat you once before. I'll beat you again whenever you want. I dominate you every time we play, we train. And you know that. You say you're good at basketball. I'll beat you in that too. Tennis, 
I'll dominate you one-on-one -on -one, and to not make excuses, I'll even play you on grass, whatever you want. You know what, let's sort this out in the boxing ring. Put your gloves on, I'll dominate you there also. Let's see who's better once and for all. Honestly, you're delusional, Nikki. You said last week you're the number one player in the world on grass. You're dreaming. You have the number one mouth in the world, that's for sure. Look, at the end of the day, talk is cheap. I'm ready to make it 2-0 whenever you want. Put your money where your mouth is. Let the public decide who's better. I'll beat you anywhere, any place. If not, shut your mouth and go back to playing doubles. Shut your mouth oh. and go back to playing doubles. What do we give him out of 10 for the for the serve? Well, I mean, I he's challenged him three times. He wants to challenge, he wants to do the trifecta of things, the basketball, the tennis, yeah. as well as the boxing match. Yeah. Uh, who would win a fight? Who would you back in a fight there? <sighs> Set me a market really quickly, Britt. I think Curious. Curious, yeah. Mm. I'd back Curious. Oh, I don't think it would be a, a really uh, – boxing purist wouldn't love it. I think it'd be, I would, it'd be, I would pay money to watch it, to be honest. It'd be a good shot to hit Bernie's head. It's a skinny thing. <laughs> I feel like he had quite a calm demeanour when he was yeah. going through that. I think yeah. Curious maybe has a little bit more well, killer. Well, yeah. I, re I reckon I'm looking forward to hearing from the other side of the coin. Mm. Cause, well, I'm glad uh, you said that, Mick. Our, our man, Zave Alice, uh, doesn't like this guy one bit. Uh, that's unfair and unreasonable, but uh, Nick Curious in his usual – Usual cool, calm and collected way. Fight back. BT, I'm still playing on the tour, my brother. Um, you know, I've got bigger fish to fry. I'm actually in a grass court training block right now preparing for tournaments uh, on the grass, Wimbledon, and then <clears throat> US Open swing going to the, the US Open. Um, I understand that you're, you know, at that future and challenger level right now, but if you want to play me and you want to set this straight, just get back to the top of the sport. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I still feel that I'm elite. Um, you know, I'm still beating some of the best in the world quite easily. So I'll be waiting for you. Um, and if you're capable of getting and playing a decent level of tennis, you'll show that. There's no need to go through the media. Um, use my name to, to kind of get relevant again. There you go. Use his name to get relevant mm. again. I think that's the whole point. Uh, there was a that bit, was there was cool a bit much me, by. me, me from Curios. I would have liked to have no, heard think, a little bit more personal attacks. No, but I think that was his nature, just to belittle yeah. Bernie. Because I, I, I Googled Bernie's last um, match was actually uh, – so Nick's getting ready for Wimbledon, mm. millions and millions, and Bernie was competing for a $56,000 yeah. challenger in Mexico. So it was just saying, come on now. Let's just We're not we're not apples and apples, no, young no. man. No, we're not. We're not. No, so we're but they're both bananas. Yeah, okay. So just quickly, uh, we'll go quickly. Mick uh, fight, Bernie V. Curios, who would you take? It's always easier to rebut, isn't it? So I'm gonna go with Curios. Curios uh, for me. Yep, uh, bo uh, in a boxing uh, match. basketball. Oh, uh no, still Curios, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah Curios wins basketball. Yeah, Easy. and at tennis. Yeah, Curios, so he's won the three. Mm, yeah, I think Bernie just um, Get back onto us. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Always a great time of the morning when we get to speak a little bit of motorsport. And, of course, we do it with our very own Greg Rust. And if you do love the motorsport, grab his podcast, Rusty's Garage, on the listener app. Good morning, Rusty. Hey, Britt, Mickey, good morning. Mate, uh, I'm actually a little bit rusty myself, but nothing's <laughs> going to get in the way of the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend. Ferrari are fast, of course, but Dan Ricciardo, who generally loves Monaco, something a little bit unusual happened. Yeah, it did uh, a crash for him in practice session number two. So a little little backstory. Uh, firstly, he was seventh fastest in session one, only a tenth off his teammate Lando okay, Norris. Okay, we take that. I went they went and endeavoured to tune up the car for session two, and Dan feels like they went a bit too aggressive with it. So crashed early in practice two near the swimming pool section. Yeah. So 
that puts you on the back foot a little when you lose practice session number two effectively. Uh, but there are some positives to draw from session one going into qualifying tonight. Looking forward to uh, seeing I'll that I'll be tonight. tuning in uh, absolutely over the weekend. Absolutely. Rusty, over in America, Indy 500 is on, and this is the one that everyone looks forward to, the jewel of the crown of the IndyCar circuit. Scotty McLaughlin, who went across from supercars in the last 12 months, he looks a chance. But mm. what about the Aussie-born racer Scott Dixon, who took pole with one hell of a run? Dicko. Exactly. So we'll claim him because he was born here, but he was raised mm. in New Zealand, so the Kiwis love him, yeah. understandably. He's done some great things um, in the IndyCar scene. So the lap, the run that he did is the second fastest we have seen in the 106-year history of the Indy Ooh. 500. And one Ooh. of the laps was in Sharp. the 234-mile-an-hour break. So Jeez. You're, talking, you're talking 370, almost 380 okay. k's an hour. So he's an unbelievable athlete, um, Scott Dixon. be a really cool story if he could win it. But McLaughlin's got very good people around him from Team Penske, uh, and he's taking a little bit of a almost Bathurst-like approach, and that is anything can happen with some smarts. You can play yourself into the game towards the end, and it's the same, you know, same kind of story for his, uh, his Aussie teammate in Will Power as well. The supercars, they are off this weekend, but they're drivers. They're here, there, and everywhere. Yep, and so the, you know, the, the series leader who's doing some amazing things, Shane Van Gisbergen, mm. is in oh, Monaco yes. at the moment for the race. So oh, lucky knows guy. Max Verstappen pretty well uh, from mm. their sim racing together. And, and Shane is off to do some racing at Le Mans, some sports car stuff in the coming weeks too, which is cool. Um, Nick Perkat, former Bathurst winner, is there. And the, on the other side of the pond, Neil Crompton, who does an amazing job with the commentary. He loves the American racing scene. He's over there to take in the Indy 500. And, of course, the big race is being called by an Australian, Lee Diffie, who called the 100 final at the Tokyo Olympics last year for athletics as well. So an Aussie calling the big race. Oh, good. Well, Rusty, one really last one and a quick one. Uh, our very own Dan Leach took to Twitter last week to say pressure might be <laughs> mounting on, on. Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, what sort of result would he breathe a little bit easier with this weekend? Okay, so th- th- this has been enhanced as well by uh, some comments from uh, team boss Zach Brown. So yep. they're, they're talking like, you know, they, they don't feel like they've achieved what they should have and, Dan's putting enough pressure on himself in that regard. Mm. We He did clarify, I think, with a, an Australian journal during the week that his contract actually does take him through to 2023. So okay. there's, a bit of, there's a bit of time yet. Um, but you know what Dan's like, guys. He's a, a proper athlete, and there'll be no one putting more pressure on to, to get a better result than, you know, upon himself. So. Absolutely, Rusty. Thanks, mate. We absolutely love speaking to you. Of course, if you do want to get a little bit more Rusty in your life, grab Rusty's Garage podcast on the listener app. Mate, have a lovely weekend. Have a cracking weekend, guys. Thank you. The checkered flags out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. That's us done and dusted for another Saturday morning. I hope everyone enjoys their morning. However, mm. Brittany, next week. It's an exciting week. It is an exciting week for us here in the studio because for those that just haven't or just started listening or don't know, Michael works out of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, first time in two and a half years, uh, Slick Mick, you're coming back to Perth. Yeah, it's been a long, long wait, hasn't it? I haven't been back for two and a half. Obviously, COVID's been in between and, uh, yeah, a few false starts. But uh, over we come. And, hey, the chemistry through the Zoom and this connection, I don't think anyone can really pick up that we're not in the same rooms. Imagine when we're in the same room have and the I chemistry and the before? buzz is flowing. Have you actually have you I don't two think I've ever other? met you. Well, I met you a couple of times probably back in the day, but you probably don't oh, you don't really? remember because you're arrogant and I'm <laughs> humble oh, and grounded. Humble Mick. Mick is the biggest goose. Uh, humble Mick I genuinely don't think I've ever met him. One yeah. night, humble Mick, I was lining up <laughs> to get in somewhere, sitting 15 deep or something. Yeah. 
I've never seen a bloke oh. wander to the front Your of the Do you know who yep. I am? And drop the old, um, <laughs> hey, just here with the Frio boys. Do you mind if I bring a few more with you? And yeah. they go, yeah, no worries. Drink cards, obviously. I've never seen anything like it before. But hey, you're coming over, Mick. Looking forward to Who's it. Who's yeah, coming? Uh, well, I'm on the clock. It's a working trip. Okay, so hang on. Who's paying for your flights? Me. Okay. 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 Yeah. What are we going to you're do with a, him? You're doing an investigation. A special investigation. I just want to make sure you're not getting you're getting, not getting your flights paid for. <laughs> well, this is um yeah this is this is a big gripe of yours and Embers. You're always trying to marry up who's getting paid more and this and that. <laughs> yeah, so, Embers uh, has got. I guarantee you, I'm not getting paid as much as you say. No, 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 not at all. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to take me and Brit out for lunch or what's happening? No, well, I'm worried that I, I, I'd now walk down the cappuccino strip in Fremantle and no one would recognise me. So I've got to get back and do a couple of laps and see how we're travelling in that space. Get more good podcasts on the Listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Mid Park. Let their family look after yours.